Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Bryant the Jolly Giant Corrigan, joined, as always, by Andrew the Diabetic Dobes and Brendan the Producer... Well, Brendan the Producer Pika. There you hey, go. How are you guys doing well, today? I'm, I'm doing great. Perfect nicknames, man. Yeah, I, we need to establish kind of a regular nickname for our yeah. brand. So, you know what? I figured that oh, was yeah. a good place to start. That's pretty good. It is the NFL offseason. Things are happening. For example, Philip Rivers is no longer with the Chargers. Wow. Quick, where's it going? If you had to predict oh. money right now, boom. If I had to put money on it, I'd say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, wow. well, that's but, unfortunate. I was going to say that. But. Well, joke's on you. You asked me first. Yeah. Andrew, today we are doing a fun segment, our special award show. Credit goes to Andrew for the creative setup of the show today. He was inspired by the Oscars. Not a lot of people know this, but you are a cinephile. I love movies. Which means you love movies to an unhealthy degree, and you were inspired. You thought we could do the same thing with fantasy football, and that brings us to today's episode. It's the two things I love most, movies and football, so get going. (laughs) What else is there, man? There's nothing. What else is there? So, Andrew, I'll let you lead since this is your baby. Uh, Yeah. Go ahead. You can start with the first segment. And I think with all of these, you'll give your answer first, and then I'll give my answer second. Perfect. All right. So we're going to start out with uh, probably one of my favorite awards. Um, It is the biggest disappointment whose name is not Antonio Brown Award. Because uh, I feel like Antonio Brown, kind of a big cop-out. So this is a player that uh, you expected some pretty good things, uh, and he did not deliver. Uh, my player that I picked, the winner of this award for me, is Baker Mayfield. A lot of hype built around him. Uh, there's really not much to say about him that we haven't said already, but we put him as number seven in our preseason rankings for quarterbacks. Uh, he definitely did not deliver. Uh, Threw for 3,827 yards. That's not too bad. 22 touchdowns and 21 interceptions. That's a terrible touchdown-to-interception ratio. So that's my guy, Baker Mayfield. Congratulations on the award. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great pick, just especially because of the hype he had before the season. So much. Um, I, I I did find a joke online. I don't know who made the joke, so I can't really give credit, but said uh, for somehow this season was more disappointing for Cleveland fans than their own 16 season. So, you know, I, I think know. there's, it makes sense. Yeah. There's some real truth to that. Yeah. Uh, my answer, I kind of did a cop out, not as much as picking Baker Mayfield, or in, in but I picked the green Bay passing offense. Um, as you know, as well as everybody knows, I am a ginormous fan of the green Bay Packers. Uh, And I really thought this passing offense was going to go back to being elite this year. Uh, New head coach, new offensive system, healthy Aaron Rodgers, and the wide receivers looked pretty capable last year. I thought they could take a a real step forward. Mm -hmm. They didn't. Um, It was a gigantic disappointment this past season. They're the biggest disappointment. I don't think just to me, but to everybody. Yeah. You know, I think, People were expecting Packers to go back to being just the cornucopia of fantasy football points that they always have been. But Devontae Adams got hurt. Uh, MVS, Marquez, Vantez, Scantling, and Geronimo Allison are awful wide receivers. Aaron Rodgers is no longer no longer necessarily the focal point of this offense. 
Jimmy Graham looks old and washed up. He's, he's very it, washed up. The offense was really run through Aaron Jones. Rodgers still played a huge part. He was the maestro behind it, but he wasn't scoring the touchdowns. So without yeah. Devontae Adams, it it was it was bad for for the Green Bay Packers passing offense. And I don't necessarily know if it gets better. You know, I, I think can't imagine. Yeah, I think they'll replace tight end. And I think they obviously with Devontae Adams, you know, being there and being healthy, he should get better. But I think the days of this Green Bay Packer offense being a top offense is done. I think they're changing their identity. They were the biggest disappointment, uh, and I'm curious to see where they go moving forward. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good one. I thought we thought at the beginning of the season that Aaron Rodgers would bring these these unknown wide receivers up, but turns out those wide receivers brought him down. So uh, the next award is the biggest positive surprise. So a player that surprised you in a positive way. Um, That pick for me is Chris Godwin. Uh, He went around, I think, the fifth or sixth uh, round in fantasy drafts. Uh, And a lot of people expected him to be maybe a decent wide receiver too on your team, if not a solid flex. Uh, He was the second best wide receiver this year in fantasy football. He had 86 receptions, uh, over 1,300 yards, and nine TDs. He had James Winston throwing to him, which only helps the wide receivers unless he throws interceptions. But, uh, yeah, just an unbelievable performance. So, Chris Godwin. Right. Yeah, that's a great one. You know, there there was hype on him as kind of a breakout player, but yeah. man, he broke out in just a huge way that mm-hmm. I don't think anybody anticipated. So credit to Jameis Winston for not being a great quarterback, but really producing points for everyone. My biggest surprise that was a positive surprise was Devontae Parker. He was one of the most legendary draft busts in recent memory. You know, Kevin White, Rashad Perryman, Devontae Parker. These are guys that were drafted that people just thought were garbage and just kind of tossed to the side. He went from obscurity in a preseason hero every season. Always looking great out there. This can be his breakout season for five years. (laughs) That happened. (laughs) Uh, And it was finally right. He went from a giant bust to a top six receiver with Fitzpatrick. He had about 1,200 yards, nine touchdowns. And he averaged 75 yards per game in 2019. That is a huge improvement. And if the touchdowns are there and the yardage is there, if this continues, he might be a top pick moving forward too. You know, he has the same physical tools people fell in love with him for. And if he finally was able to piece it together, I'm excited to see what he can do. He took a huge step forward. And I think before the season, if there was a Vegas betting line for will Devontae Parker be relevant this season, my money would have been on. I would have just laughed all the way to the bank, yeah. but he did it. He was a huge surprise. Congrats for Mr. Parker. A great season. Nice. That's a good one. Almost. I almost put Devonte Parker there, but had to go with Chris Godwin. Yep. Uh, the next award, you guessed it. The biggest negative surprise a player that surprised you in the negative way. I'm going to stick with a Tampa Bay player. Uh, and <laughs> I'm going to go with OJ Howard. Um, we were very, very hyped on him this year, uh, I guess before the season. Um, we were very excited with O.J. Howard and a Bruce Arians offense. Uh, he was terrible. He was, I think, the most disappointing player this season. 
one of the most disappointing players. I put Baker Mayfield up there. Uh, 34 receptions, 459 yards, and one touchdown. That is terrible. That is not good from a tight end who you probably drafted as the fifth or sixth best tight end in the draft. So, O.J. Howard, yuck, please step it up next year. Yeah, I was fortunate this year. I was really excited about Waller and Andrews, so I didn't draft yeah. O.J. Howard, even though I was really excited for him. I'm a big fan of waiting on tight ends. Yeah, that was a letdown. I was not anticipating that. Uh, my biggest negative surprise was the Chicago Bears. They went from a playoff Ooh. contender last year. They just looked like a behemoth. Um, and they became a laughing stock this past season. I remember the first game of the season, they had Cordell Patterson out there running oh. as a running back. Um, yeah, it just seemed like a colossal mess. Trubitsky looks lost. David Montgomery does not look elite. This no. team just looks like, not in shambles, but man, they look like a shell of their former self. It's close to, it's close to shambles. They went from grizzly bear to baby bear very fast. Nice. The bears were the Biggest negative surprise from this past season, in my opinion. That's a good one. All right. Uh, the next award is one of my favorites based on a uh, classic internet video. It is the Greg Jennings Put the Team on His Back Award. Uh, you have to no. say it like the video. Oh, gosh. I don't even think I can. The team on my back, though. The team on my back. Broken leg. <laughs> Here comes Darren Sharper. Anyway. If you don't know what we're talking about, please please look it up. Greg Jennings team on my back video. It is it's worth it. It's worth it's a amazing. It is amazing. Hopefully Gumby's doing okay. Um I I put down this is this might be probably the biggest cop out, but this is a player who really I, I, like we said put their team on their back. Uh, to me there's no one better but Christian McCaffrey. I mean this Panthers team was god awful. They Kyle Allen had okay start to the season, fell apart. Um, their defense wasn't the best, and Christian McCaffrey still finished as the best fantasy player um, with 1,300 yards, 15 rushing touchdowns. He also had over 1,000 receiving yards, over 100 receptions for four touchdowns. So he he put the team on his back, and I am just curious to see what would have happened to the Panthers if McCaffrey wasn't this good. They would have been even worse. Yeah, I mean, I think the answer would be they'd be picking uh, one or two in the the draft. (laughs) Yeah, I... On par with the Dolphins. You said it was a cop-out? That is because it is the only choice. I also have Christian McCaffrey as the team on the back award. Without Mm -hmm. Cam Newton, this was the Christian McCaffrey show because their quarterbacks were terrible. So he really was Mr. Do-It-All. He scored almost all the touchdowns. I'm a huge fan of Curtis Samuel. I'm a huge fan of DJ Moore. But it was Christian McCaffrey. He single-handedly carried this offense both in touches and production. He put the team on his back for sure. In this next segment, I have a little bit of an issue with you. So it is the injury-prone award. Yeah. So, Andrew, you picked James Conner. I picked James Conner. So... Uh, my thought process through here is I didn't want to pick someone who just got injured once and was out for the entire season. I wanted to pick someone who just kept repeatedly getting injured and missing games. So I picked James Conner because he he it was just sporadically injured. He missed, I think, what are we at? Uh, five, seven games this season and only three of them in a row. So he missed a game, 
then played, then missed two games, and played, then missed three games. So I, I put James Conner because he just kept getting injured. It seems like you're picking on cancer survivors, Andrew. I know that sounds mean. That's a, oh, that's a low blow, man. Uh, that's why I said it. How yeah, dare you? that was a good one. That was low, <sighs> but uh, yeah, I hope he stays healthy next year, but he's just one of those players, unfortunately, that has that injury-prone title. So, Yeah, no, and I I'm probably should clarify I am entirely teasing you. I know you wish nothing but the best for Mr. Connor yeah. uh, and his story is an inspiration. So we do send James Connor mm-hmm. as much support as we can throw his way. Uh, my pick for the injury prone award was Hunter Henry. He's a player a who has one. all the physical tools, perfect situation. When he is on the field, he is awesome. He's a force to be reckoned with. He just cannot put together a full season to save his life. Uh, you know, he's one of those players that when he's on the draft board, I'm so I'm tempted. He's a really good player and we've seen him when he's on the field, he's good, but I just can't bring myself to ever draft him. He is someone that I feel like when you draft him, you do it with the understanding. He won't be on your roster the entire year. So he's my pick for the injury prone award. Good one. Um, all right. The next, the next award goes to the most exciting game so what was the most exciting game of the season and andrew before you say it i want to say we have the same exact game i think this one was a no-brainer okay do we do we have the same yeah we'll we'll just start with this one uh so i think this is what week 14 if i'm not mistaken uh it is the 49ers beating the new orleans saints 48 to 46 what a game that was jimmy garoppolo it was uh, it was awesome uh i think it was in new orleans as well if i'm not mistaken uh jimmy garoppolo three almost 350 yards four tds and interception uh raheem mostert had a pretty good game he got a rushing touchdown uh but i think the the top dog was emmanuel sanders seven receptions 157 yards and a touchdown it was just that was such a fun game to watch i mean Breeze, five TDs, no interceptions. It's just basically missing a good run game. Yeah, it was easy, breezy, beautiful. There you go. <laughs> this, this. Breeze, breezy. Get got it. it. I, yeah, yeah, I got that one. That was, ugh. But uh, yeah, that was the one where Jared Cook got two touchdowns as well, and it what came down to a game-winning field goal by, by Robbie Gould, so... Yeah, that was a good game for sure. And for the most boring game, we have two separate answers. I'll go first, and I feel bad for you because you won't be able to top it. Are you sure? 100%. Okay. My, in my opinion, the most boring game of the season was week one. Wow. First game of the season. I was thinking, oh. Green Bay Packers crushed. (laughs) Chicago Bears. Overall score, 10 to 3. This is why this was this is why this was the most boring first game of the season. <laughs> All off season, you're getting hyped up. You see mm-hmm. these two teams, you're like, oh, divisional rivals. The Bears were great last season. Biggest rivalries in football. Oh, too. Packers are the Packers. This is going to be an awesome, awesome game. It was not. It sucked. The Bears were just. I don't want to use the R word because that is frowned upon. That's, the yeah. Bears just didn't know what they were doing. It was just, it was hard to watch as a Packer fan, watching the bears 
just they put Coral Patterson as running back. They were, they were trying to be way too fancy that game. They were trying to they had like an Adam Gase mindset. You're trying to yeah. be too creative. Just stick to the oh. fundamentals. You got two running backs and you put Cordero Patterson in there. Yeah. Just don't. No. And the Packers couldn't do anything either. An overall score of 10 V three was a slow game. A very, very cold start to the season. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, when I was watching that, uh, cause I'm a Vikings fan. I, my initial reaction was, Wow, this, this is, is our the, year. I was like, this is going to be the easiest season of our lives. <laughs> if these teams perform like that, it's going to be the easiest season of our lives. Uh, didn't turn out that way, but um, never did talk about that. So the most boring game for me came in week seven. Uh, it's another San Francisco game. It is the 49ers versus the Washington Redskins. Man, was that a boring game. Uh, let me just tell you what the scores were by quarter. First quarter, it was 0-0. Zero, zero. Second quarter ended 0-0. Then in the third quarter, 49ers finally got a field goal. So that ended 3-0. And then two field goals in the fourth quarter. Niners win 9-0. Jimmy Garoppolo only 150 yards and an interception. There was no run game. There was no receiving game for either team. Case Keenum looked terrible. Uh, Honestly, the best player on the field was Adrian Peterson, who rushed for 81 yards. Uh, that was it was not good. Yeah, so that one was yeah. icky. It was the only one, the only player that that scored points was Robbie Gould. So <laughs> yeah, and, enough said. And he, he went three for four on field goals. So that was, <laughs> I got. I mean, by halftime, it's it's zero zero. It's so boring. Oh my gosh, I just I couldn't handle that game. So that is a good one. Yeah. This next category, I thought was pretty fun. We have the same answers yeah, because I think is, it's. Uh, pretty indisputable for this past season yep a team that did not make playoffs that should have we both put the dallas cowboys uh they have a very talented team uh and i don't think i could tell you why they didn't make playoffs you know it would just they put up points you know their their ability to score was not the issue dak was phenomenal cooper gallup Right. Yeah, just kind of a, a weird season. You know, I think, unfortunately, Jason Garrett caught the brunt of that. Yeah. So the Cowboys, off season, I think they have a really good chance next season to make a pretty huge impact. A team that made the playoffs that we believe shouldn't have, we both chose the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, this season, bless their hearts, they did everything they could. <laughs> um, yeah. it, it was Carson Wentz. And that was pretty much it. No, they they had an awful secondary. Every wide receiver and their grandma was hurt. It was kind of a a chaotic team. You know, this is a really well-coached team, a really well-built team, but everybody was hurt. Ertz and Goddard kept flip-flopping with who was healthy, who could play, who couldn't play. Interesting. But they were a team that, you know, I think – should make playoffs this upcoming year if everybody stays healthy. But man, they were lucky to have sneaked in the way they did. I don't know, man. That's they just, their run game did not impress me this entire season. So it picked up at the end with miles Sanders. It picked up a little bit. Miles Sanders. It was pretty great towards the end. Won me my fantasy league. Thank you, miles Sanders. But uh, yeah, it's pretty good pick. The next category I think is my favorite. I'm not sure if you have the same as I do. I have the same as you do. Yeah. Um, no doubt. The The award is the best tank. So what team tanked the most? Uh, easily Cincinnati Bengals. I don't know about you, but I think that 
they finished worse than I expected because they have players who who are good, like uh, like Tyler Boyd, or should have been good, like Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon. Um, but their quarterback situation was all messed up. Their defense didn't perform. Um, but they tanked enough to get Joe Burrow. So good job. Yeah, here's a fun fact. Uh, they were actually favored to beat the 49ers in week two. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so a fall from grace for the Cincinnati wow. Bengals. And you're right. I mean, they did purposely tank. They sat Andy Dalton so that they could view what they had at quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they that was purposeful, and I'm excited to see what Burrow can do. I think that'll be an interesting, interesting improvement for this I consider this to be a pretty talented team. It's a, yeah, um, they got talent. They just I have, I have a soft spot for the Bengals. You can't do. tell you why. No it's idea why. But I do. You like Andy Dalton. Oh, I want him to go to a good team. I love that guy. Yeah. I would never want him as my quarterback, but got a soft spot. It's, it's real G- Ginger Pride. This next category is the most improved player in fantasy football. Yes. In my oh so humble opinion, it was Chris Godwin. He went from, you know, a pretty trendy sleeper pick in the preseason and became a dominant wide receiver one. And for a good chunk of the season was the wide receiver one. Uh, I think the only reason he didn't finish wide receiver one is because he got hurt. Even with getting hurt, he was he was a top player. Watching him play was phenomenal. He could do it all. The deep catch, the short catch and run. He was a superstar. Uh, He was he went from obscurity to prima donna super quickly he's my vote for most improved player there you go that's a good one uh speaking of obscurity uh i picked dj chark as most improved it's stuck with the wide receivers um obviously he's only been in the league for two years now but uh his first season not great actually really not great 14 receptions (laughs) 174 total yards no touchdowns but he fumbled the ball so there's another fun stat there. there you uh, go. Only targeted 32 times. Um, I, uh, a part of that could be because of Blake Bortles as the quarterback, but um, yeah, it's not important. Uh, this season, he really stepped it up. 73 receptions, over 1,000 yards, 8 TDs, targeted over 100 times. He was the uh, face of that offense and the top scorer for that offense. And he I was the bell of the ball. Bell of the ball. He was, <laughs> he's got a bright future. Um, he's, and he's got a good connection with Gardner Minshew. So I'm excited to see where that takes us. Yeah. That is a good one. Yeah. This next award is one I'm pretty excited about. Most improved yeah. team in the we NFL this past season. For me, it was not even really a, a close. Yeah, it wasn't a tough call. For me, it was the Titans. Whoa! They went from just a completely mediocre, just absolute average team in pretty much every way you could ever think about to an almost Super Bowl winning team. Yeah. Uh, you can only go so far with Mariota. I mean, you really can't name any like amazing players from the Titans. You know, they had Derrick Henry, but before the season, he wasn't a superstar. Um, and they didn't have a superstar wide receiver. You just, there really weren't any star players. Taylor Luan was, I think the biggest star player on the Titans before the season. What? I said, that's a name that, (laughs) right. Yeah. But yeah, no, they went from that to, I think they're on everybody's radar now from their postseason push. And that's because of the new philosophy, you know, without, 
uh, Mariota, they went, switched to Tannehill, and he was just that that jolt that they needed. He wasn't afraid to take those risky throws. AJ Brown being a emerging superstar at wide receiver that transformed this offense, and they went full Henry. Um, you know, there's that popular meme from the Avengers where it's, you know, I have an army. They go, well, we have a Hulk. Yeah. That's Derrick Henry. He was awesome. He's never gotten a full workload in his history. Uh, even at Alabama, he didn't have the entire workload to himself. As soon as they did that this season, this became a different team. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry was a stud. And if you run this offense through Henry, you saw what they could do. So in my opinion, the Titans went from a perennial mediocre team to a, I think, a Super Bowl caliber team. Yeah. Oh, man. Love those words. Tennessee Titans Super Bowl contending team. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I went with the 49ers. I think this was more of an obvious pick. Uh, in the 2018 season, they went 4-12. Four and 12. Four wins, 12 losses. Uh, they were 0-8 on away games. Uh, and this season, they definitely did a lot better. 13-3. and three. They were 7-1 and one on away games. Huge improvement there. Plus, they made it to the Super Bowl. So I think that, to me, that's a huge improvement. One of the worst teams in the NFL to making the Super Bowl. Uh, and they, they, I was going to say they didn't do much different from last year. Um, but they got some some great players. Richard oh, Sherman, was, a healthy Jimmy G, a healthy Jimmy G. Uh, drafting Bosa was huge. Um, and the weird part is like their offense, besides George Kittle, is nothing too impressive. I mean, Mostert stepped it up, and uh, they traded for Sanders. Yeah, they traded for Sanders. That was huge. So I think that that's a very improved team, and I'm excited to see uh, what the future holds for them. I agree wholeheartedly. Next up we have, which team is most likely to go 0-16? My pick is Captain Butthole, Adam Gase, and the Jets. Jeez. I think Adam Gase is a terrible coach. This is a team without heart, without... This is rough, but I think a motivation to be the best. (laughs) And that's harsh, but I mean, look at how they play. I mean, Sam Darnold, the poor guy, was just getting murdered all season. He caught mono. (laughs) That was rough. I wonder how many NFL players have actually gotten, like, mono midseason. You don't hear that a lot. You really don't. No, and and I don't know what they're going to do to get better. I don't know what they can draft to get better. They're stuck with Le'Veon Bell for another season. He doesn't want to play. He faked being sick so he could go bowling during a game. (laughs) So uh, this team is just... They're not winners. It's not in their DNA. I don't get it. I I think they're going to suck next season. Bless their hearts. Yeah. I, I hope they don't. I got a soft spot for these lovable losers, but <laughs> J-E-T-S 0-16. Wow. Um, now, we should mention, I don't think we think that any of these teams are going to go 0-16, but... It's if most we had likely. To, if we, yeah, if we had to place bets, I'm going to place bets on the Detroit Lions, a fellow NFC North team. Um, I, their quarterback situation, terrible. I don't know what you do. Matthew Stafford keeps getting injured. Um, none of their backups really impressed me. Carry on Johnson, very talented, but he always gets injured. It's really an injury problem there, um, on their offense. If, if everyone stays healthy, I think that this team could do all right, but it's just not looking like it. So, 
Um, and Kenny Galladay is amazing, but he needs a good quarterback to throw to him. Um, now let's go to their defense. They have the worst passing defense in the NFL, and they are the 10th worst rushing defense in the NFL. That's not good. That's really not good, and they need to make some major improvements for me to have some sort of faith in them. So Detroit Lions 0-16 next season. As far as teams most likely to go 16-0, and you know, this one doesn't seem all that fun. This one was kind of too easy. Yeah, we'll make this quick. Yeah, it, you know, for me, it's the Chiefs and the 49ers. Um, I expect the Ravens to take a pretty major step back next season. Um, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, what what more can you say? The guy wins games. Uh, 49ers, it's going to be pretty much the same team next season as you had this season, and it yeah. worked out pretty well for him this season. I think the I think both of these teams have a really good chance of meeting again in the Super Bowl. I put down the Baltimore Ravens. I put down the Baltimore Ravens because they have one of the best defenses in the league. And just imagine good wide receivers with Lamar Jackson. I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to have as good of a season, but that's just because he's he's not going to need to run the ball as much because hopefully they improve the uh, the wide receivers. He should be all right. So I think that for uh, the, the Ravens could go 16-0. That brings us to our next category. Who yeah. is a dark horse team that you think might suck next season? You want me to go first? I want you to go first. All right. This is where things might get a little heated. And it's supposed to be a surprise. So it's like, supposed don't, to don't be pick a like the Bengals or the Jets because that's boring. Heck no. Heck no. I picked the Houston Texans. Wow. I was that waiting. Is a hot there's, take. there's the reaction. It's a hot take. Um, they have one of the worst offensive lines in the league, although I'll give it to them. They didn't prove this year. Good for them. Who they um, traded for Tunsil. They traded for Tunsil, who did okay. I mean, Tunsil's a great offensive lineman. Um, but, you know, there's five of them. So uh, they need to improve that. Uh, their run game, I'm I'm not a fan of. They got two oh, old really? You don't, you don't love Lamar Miller? Yeah, no. They got Lamar Miller... Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, none of those are big names. Um, and they got very injury-prone wide receivers. Plus, their defense, god-awful. They just they have such a bad defense, man. Their, their passing defense is like fourth worst, and their rushing defense is like tenth worst. So, ninth worst, to be exact. So, I, I think that I, I could see the Texans not doing, not making the playoffs because there's going to be other teams in that division that I think could step it up. I think the Titans are going to take the number one spot next year in the AFC South, and I think the Colts can give the Texans a run for their money. Wow, yeah, I, I totally see where you're coming from. You know, I think, mm-hmm. unfortunately, they do not have a very good head coach, and he's also playing general manager, which yeah. is not great. That has not gone well for uh, Team O'Brien lately. Uh, for me, I chose the Ravens. I think... The Ravens are going to have a really rough season next season. Um, This season, they were successful because Lamar Jackson was just unfathomably good. His rushing was incredible, and the defense stepped up in a major way. They they were running in all cylinders. I think with another off, I think with an off season, the other coaches can see what the Titans did to shut down Lamar Jackson. 
I think teams will learn how to do enough to slow him down. Uh, he's better than these other running backs we've seen in the past. He's better than RG3. I think he's better than Cam Newton. You know, we've seen this before. You know, the the cool thing about the NFL is it's always getting better. Mm-hmm. And the way you are the best is by doing something new before everybody else does it and learns how to stop it. So I think the Ravens take a big step back because if you know how to shut down Lamar Jackson, I don't think this is a good team. So Ravens, I think you're going to take a step back for sure, but I think there's a chance that they stink next season. So that's especially with the healthier Pittsburgh Steelers. Right, right. Yeah, that'll be curious. Uh, Who is a team, a dark horse team that you expect to potentially win I'm trying to decide if I want to pick it as a dark horse to win the Super Bowl or just a team you project to take a huge step forward. We'll say we could do both. I've I've won for, for both. I've won a dark horse team that I think could could make a, a Super Bowl push. That's and I don't think you're you're, you're prepared for this. Sure. This is we'll the hottest too. take of all. We'll do a dark horse team to win the Super Bowl, yeah. and then a team to take a major fantasy football step forward. Got it. Okay. Uh, my dark horse team to win the Super Bowl next year, the Denver Broncos. Oh, I hate the Broncos so much. The Denver Broncos with not Joe Flacco leading the way. Drew Locke. My man Drew Locke threw for uh, seven TDs over 1,000 yards. Uh, he just he looks fun to watch. And they got a solid running back in Philip Lindsay um, and an okay back of Royce Freeman. We don't need to talk about him that much. But they have an all star wide receiver, Cortland Sutton. Uh, Noah Fant is a decent tight end who can step it up this year. Plus, the Broncos' defense is solid. They're the 10th best passing defense. And uh, they're kind of middle of the pack, around 19, 20th best rushing defense. So they can improve there. But I, I think that this team can go far. It's a young team, and I think that they actually have a chance to make a playoff push. And it sounds really weird, but I think that they can do it. They're in a, a pretty easy division going up against the Raiders and Chargers. I don't think they're going to top the AFC West. That'll be the Chiefs, but I think Broncos can make wild card next year. You know, <clears throat> Andrew, I feel like you and yeah. I have a pretty long history of disagreeing. We yeah, we disagree. I think that might be the stupidest thing. I've oh come ever on, heard. come on! The Broncos can do it. Uh, there's not a single position on that field where they have the best, a top five player at any position. Oh, come on, <laughs> name one. The best you can give me is Von Miller or Sutton, but I can name five other receivers I'd rather have than Sutton. That is the stupidest thing. Come on. Bless your heart. What Thank you for Chris trying. Harris? I I really appreciate your effort. What about um, Chris Harris? Yeah, I didn't go as dark of a horse, but yeah, you know, I'd go the Eagles. You know, we mentioned that they were lucky Ugh. to barely make it into playoffs this season. But, you know, I think next season, if if people are healthy, you know, if there is a offense with a healthy Deshaun Jackson, we saw what he did in his one game this year. Alshon Jeffrey, we know what he's capable of. You know, this is a team with a healthy Carson Wentz. I think there's a legit chance they could go all the way. Um, That's this, insane. They don't more than the Broncos. <laughs> I'm not saying it's more than more insane than the Broncos, but 
Yeah, this is just a well-developed, well-rounded team. And I think they can piece it together. I, I think Doug Peterson's one of the top coaches in the NFL. He's great. Um, I think he's right up there, right behind Bill Belichick. So I, mean, I think yeah. they can do it. I choose the Eagles. Here's where it's going to be a hot take. Okay. This next question, what yeah. team do you think is going to take a major fantasy football step forward next year? Mm-hmm. I'll go first because you're going to hate it. The Lions. Ugh. I think the Lions Ugh. are going to be awesome next season and i find myself being really high on these options a healthy matthew stafford you know i I know that's saying a lot but you know yeah he's he's historically you know he's pretty tough he's durable unfortunately he had this weird back thing but i think if he can stay healthy they're gonna be awesome they have they have one of the biggest um, salary cap space available they have a ton of money to throw around Karrion Johnson, if he can, if he can stay healthy, I know that's a huge if. You know, he's a very talented player. He's not a game changer, but he's a very talented player. I think a lot of people are going to be sleeping on this year because the Lions are viewed so badly. Yeah. But Kenny Galladay, Kenny Galladay was good with a magician at quarterback, and not in a not in a compliment way. Uh, David Blau, he's a he does magician tricks like for fun. Oh. Yeah, okay. no, he's like one of those crappy library magicians. The kids' birthday party ones. Yeah, Kenny Galladay was successful with him. With Matthew Stafford, I think the sky's the limit. They have Marvin Jones. We know what he can do. Ugh. I think these when you list off those players, Matthew Stafford, Karrion Johnson, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, if TJ Hawkinson takes a step forward, this is a really good offense. And like I said, they have so much money available uh in their salary cap. So I think this team could take a major step forward. And you mentioned they have a sucky, sucky defense. The, the, that just gives more the, opportunities yeah. to the lions. Mm-hmm. Historically a very pass happy team. I'm excited for the lions this next season. I think people are going to be sleeping on them. All right. Well, I'm going to go along the line of terrible defense. So we need a high performance from their offense. I'm going to go with the New York giants. Yeah. The I New love it. New York giants can love do it. it. Um, they have a, top draft picks they have the fourth pick in the nfl draft and they're looking to trade down to get some some uh some more picks in there i think if they improve their offensive line this offense can can perform they can take some giant steps forward um obviously daniel daniel was that a purposeful joke oh oh get it uh yeah sure that was totally on purpose knew i was gonna say it uh daniel jones i think has a lot of potential. He's got some great weapons on his team with Saquon Barkley being arguably one of the best running backs in the league. I was going to say the best, but that belongs to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he's got some decent wide receivers, Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, um, Slayton, not bad either. And he's got an all-star tight end, Evan Ingram. And, you know, like like uh, we were discussing, a terrible defense leads to a high-scoring offense or leads to a what should be a high scoring offense. So I think that uh, the giants might not finish second to last in the NFC East. I think they could, uh, they could top the Eagles or the Cowboys next year. Yeah. I really like that take. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's, that's a great one. This next category, who is your favorite player to own in fantasy football right now? For me, yeah. it's Tyreek Hill. <laughs> I won't talk about him as a person. Cause it sounds like there's some issues he has in his personal life. But having him on your fantasy football team is awesome. You know, he's one of those players where he can have nothing the entire day 
and you go to the bathroom and you come back to watch the game and all of a sudden he has 15 fantasy football points. <laughs> he is just a machine. He can score from anywhere on the field. He has that deep speed. And combined with Patrick Mahomes, you know quarterback will never be the issue. He yeah. is the most exciting player. His highlights are the best. I love some Tyreek Hill. Yep, I've had some uh, some terrible memories this year where I refresh my fantasy football app and then all of a sudden my opponent scored 20 points just out of the blue. Turns out Tyreek Hill gets an 80-yard touchdown. So that's a little frustrating to uh, to play against. I, I chose kind of a cop-out, so I'm going to put two there. Um, I, I put down Lamar Jackson. He was my favorite player to own. Listen, I took a risk on him at the beginning of the season. I got him in almost all of my leagues. Um, I drafted him in like the 11th round. And after that first week, I was just, just hands in the air, just in awe. I was so happy. Uh, it felt really good to know that I don't need to worry about that quarterback position except for his bye week. It, it, the rushing yards, the passing yards, I mean, he was MVP for a reason. He was amazing. But I know that's a cop-out. So uh, I put down the best defense in the league. Oh, my God. Down the, the Patriots defense. That's another team that I took a risk on, and it paid off in the best way. Two what do you mean took goals. a risk on? How is it taking a risk? It wasn't the top defense. It wasn't a top defense. A lot of people were picking like the Rams defense was going higher. The Eagles defense was going higher. Uh, the Saints defense, Ravens defense, it's all that. Risk. It's a defense. Get out of it's, here. It's a defense, but I chose them over almost any other defense in the league. And it was awesome because they scored over 200 points. Uh, that was great to have because I didn't need to worry about that at all. So that was that was just awesome. If the, the Patriots defense was a player, they would finish as the 23rd best fantasy player this year right above Jacoby Brissett right below Ryan Tannehill that's how good they did they were very good uh as far as the next category it is the least favorite player to own and I'll admit this is someone I have never owned and I never plan on it Stefan Diggs uh, Man, there, really don't like there is no amount of money in the world I would accept to start Stefan Diggs on my fantasy team if there is a antithesis for the Bryant Corgan fantasy football method. Stefan Diggs. You, he has all the skills to be an amazing player. When you look at his route running, you look at his speed, his ability to catch, he should be phenomenal. I mean, you're a Vikings fan. Do you agree? Yeah, he's inconsistent. And I could see that that's where that argument could be made and why you don't want him on your team. Cause he, he can put up hundred plus and two touchdowns one game. And the next game he gets two targets with, five yards so well and after three games of three games in a row of him being terrible you bench him and then that's the week he'll break out so yeah stefan Diggs will never be anywhere near one of my rosters i also Mm -hmm. want to bring up the broncos running backs i have been burned so many times from the bronco running back situation I will personally, I've made it a mission to never draft another Broncos running back. I got bit by Monte Ball. I was bested with Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman, yeah. I don't know what's happening. I will not even pretend to try anymore. I am done with the Broncos running backs. Got it. Wow. All right. Since you did, uh, well, my guy's Odell Beckham. 
I oh boo! I got another player if you didn't like Odell Beckham, but I I just he's one of those players I never will ever have on my team. Oh, he's fun to own, especially after this season. Like I know he was yeah, he was wrong. very fun to own his rookie year. Like you told the story about where you played him with the yeah his scored, first what? game back yeah two touchdowns yep two TDs awesome. Uh, now that he's on the Browns, Baker Mayfield was a disappointment. Uh, I just he's don't. He's no Eli Manning. I don't. He's no Eli Manning. I had a fun thought. Just imagine Odell Beckham with Daniel Jones. I think that would be great. Anyway, um, I I just don't trust the man. He's inconsistent. Um, he wasn't actually injured at all this year, which was awesome. Or at least he, he had didn't a sports hernia. Yeah, he didn't miss a game due to an injury. I should say. There you go. Um, but yeah, I I just there's something about him I just don't like. Maybe it's anger management issues, all that stuff. I just, I can't handle, man. I just he did can't. punch a hole at Lambo, so he, yeah. And I ugh, can't, I can't do it. So that's a player I avoid. Um, because he didn't like that, I'll toss in Tyler Boyd as well. Um, hmm. he was kind of the first player that I picked because he now you know when we learned that AJ Green would be out, it was Tyler Boyd's turn to step up. Uh, and I drafted him, and he disappointed me. He was not good. Um, then again, you can kind of blame that for the Bengals choke or not choking tanking. Um, and he could be better next season with Joe Burrow. So that's why I kind of switched to Odell Beckham Mm -hmm. there. Um, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was just, I would start Tyler Boyd. He get 33 yards, I'd bench him. Then he get 123 yards and a touchdown. And I just didn't want to deal with that mess. Yeah, that is a good one. These last two awards we have, Andrew, so far I've had a ton of fun. I like disagreeing with you. So this has been a, a good a good podcast. I've enjoyed it. Andrew, who yeah. is a player? And I put two down, so I'll let you choose two. two players. Okay. Who are you least excited for in 2020? Oh, man. Least excited for? And I'll go first. Okay. Mark Ingram. I think he is a really good role player. Would I put him in the Hall of Fame? No. Is he anywhere close to the Hall of Fame? No. No. (laughs) But he is really good at running hard, and he does have a nose for the end zone. He's in the perfect situation with with Lamar Jackson. The rub I have is he was so good this year scoring touchdowns. You just... You can't predict touchdowns like that. I think he's going to have some serious, serious touchdown regression. His yardage was not good. All of his value was pretty much due to touchdowns. And touchdowns are great. I mean, that really that's what escalates you as a running back. I would not project it that way, especially because I do expect the Ravens to take a step back this season. Mark Ingram is someone I am more than happy to say sayonara to. I'm not even saying that right. Ah, oh, FML. Sayonara. 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 Another player is James Conner. Bless his heart. I think he is a great guy, and he has shown in the past he's a very talented runner. Yeah. I had him. I had him. uh, It was half a season. He was half a season. He was great for. I don't know if he has it. Uh, Unfortunately, he does have injuries. Unfortunately, there are medical things that happened Mm. in his past. He's not somebody I'm excited about, and I just I just don't see it. I don't think he has the the physical tools to be an elite running back. I think you could find a draft pick, a third round 
running back in the draft who would be as good, if not better, than James Conner. So nice. I I want to support him. I think he's a great dude. Certainly sounds like he's a really good person. But mm-hmm. James Conner is someone I am not drafting or excited about for 2020. Yeah. Um, I, I really wanted to make jokes and, and say Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I want to say it's Kirk true. Cousins. Uh, yeah. And I also want to say Frank Gore eating oh. up my running backs shares. Yep. Um, but I'm going to go with two wide receivers here, and that's really boom and bust players, Curtis Samuel and Robbie Anderson. Wow, interesting. I'm actually very excited for Curtis Samuel. Yeah, uh, I'm not so much. I don't like the quarterback situation in there, and DJ Moore is wow. obviously the number one receiver. Um, he's, he's a very touchdown-dependent player, and like you said, we can't predict these touchdowns. So take away half of his touchdowns, and he's not fantasy-relevant. Take hmm. away two touchdowns is not fancy relevant. So I, I'm not a fan of that. Plus we, we talked earlier uh, on to Robbie Anderson. We talked earlier about how much we aren't excited for the jets. Um, Sam Darnold isn't really the player who we thought he would be. And Adam Gase is not the best quarterback. Um, Robbie Anderson's a player that I'm not excited for. And that I'm going to avoid at all costs next draft. I want to point out Adam Gase is the coach. Uh, oh, Sam did, Darnold I is the quarterback. did I mix this swap him? You did. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, um, it'd kind of be the same thing if they swap roles. Yeah, I'm season. with you with Robbie Anderson. Curtis mm-hmm. Samuel, I think he's a really good player. I, I still stand by that. I think, yeah. unfortunately, he's a victim of quarterback. So if Cam's there, awesome. I like Curtis Samuel. If Cam can't throw 30 yards. Cam, then oof. healthy Cam, I oh. am a fan of. Sure, sure. Now, let's end it with yep. a segment I am most excited for. It's a happy note. A happy note. Yeah. Andrew, who is yeah. the player you are the most excited for for 2020? This one, you're going to love this pick. Devontae Parker. All right. Oh my gosh, I hate you. What? Oh. How are you not excited for Devontae Parker? How can Parker? you not draft? How can you draft Devontae Parker and not feel disgusting on the inside? Oh my god, I'm so excited for him. Oh, barf, he, I would rather great. die. No. He is great no. with you know, with ah. Devontae Parker with Ugh. Fitzpatrick was amazing. Imagine him with it Tua. Was. Oh, oh man, imagine him with an even better quarterback. I'm so excited. I I I kind of put him in here for two reasons. I kind of want him on my team because he's he's a very talented player, um, and he really stepped it up towards the end of the season. But I'm also excited uh, because I want to see where he's going to rank in fantasy rankings next season. Where he's going to is because he finished above. Players like Jarvis Landry, Tyler Lockett, um, Robert Woods, but and Cortland Sutton. But is he really in the fantasy rankings? Is he actually going to be higher at the beginning of next next season? I don't think so. I think that players like Tyler Lockett is going to be ranked ahead of Devontae Parker. So curious about that. So wow. Two reasons there. So Andrew, you and I have gone to a casino before. Yes. I only play one game at play the one casino. Game. Yep. Roulette. Because it yeah. is pretty much a 50-50 shot. It's a 50-50. Uh, that's how I feel about Devontae Parker. Holy yeah. cow. I would not play that game. It, oh. it obviously depends where he goes. Love like in the fourth round, awesome. I'll take mm-hmm. Devontae Parker there happily all day, every day. Second, third round? Uh, <laughs> I don't feel so see, great about that. I'm, I'm basically I'm most excited to see where he's going to rank. Is he going to be th- around uh, the 20? second or third? Awesome. Is he oh, God. Or can he yeah. drop to the fourth or fifth? Is he's fourth or fifth. I'm yes. so hyped on that. Absolutely. I am 
Whew. Bet it all down on the man. table. Preston Williams is coming back. Oh, Preston man. Is coming back. Yeah. Ooh, you are a brave man. Yep. The player I am most excited for. I'm curious. I'll give you five guesses. Five guesses. <laughs> I don't think you'll be able to pick who this is. Can you give me a hint on the position, or do I have to guess the position? Sure. He's an RB. He's an RB. Yep. All right. Something tells me he's like a like a backup or something. Maybe. Um. Oh, boy. Let's see. Are you going to go with... It's not going to be a Buccaneers right now. Oh, this is taking so long. Okay. It's taking some boss of Scott. I'm just kidding. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no. Kenyon Drake. Is okay. the player, the one player I am most excited for 2020. There's some moving pieces here. Yeah. I adore the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> for whatever reason, I, I really resonate with the Cardinals. What a lovable team. Kyler Murray was fantastic his yeah. rookie season. I almost he really him. he really sick. blew me away uh with what he was able to do with such a, a bad team from the year before. Um Cliff Kingsbury, his offense, people weren't really sure what they were going to be, but they went from a very bottom of the league offense to about average for that's incredible. In one season going from garbage to normal, that's huge. So huge credit to both Murray and Kingsbury. I think another off season, they're just going to get even better and I'm thrilled to see what they can do next season. But another reason I'm most excited for Kenyon Drake this whole offense will get better, so that'll help him. Yep. You saw this year with Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram's not a special talent. He excelled this year because of the offense. With a running quarterback, the running back is able to, to get more opportunities. That's going to be Kenyon Drake. Kyler Murray, as the season went on, you saw him be more and more comfortable with rushing. And Kenyon Drake, I think, is a supremely talented player. You know, He's somebody that people were excited for for the last couple of years. This is going to be his opportunity. As soon as he was traded to the Cardinals, he played his first week there, and he destroyed the 49ers. He had two touchdowns that game against a Ely running defense. So Kenyon Drake is someone I am stoked for. David Johnson looks like an afterthought. I fully expect him to be cut. Yep. Here's a fun fact. Shout out to the fantasy footballers. Thank you guys for all that you do. If you were to pick all the running back fantasy football points from the Cardinals this season. Cause okay. it got hairy. There was Ch- yeah. there was chase Edmonds. There was David Johnson. There was Kenyon uh-huh. Drake. If you add up all those running back points for the Cardinals, the Cardinals running back was number three in fantasy football for the running back position. Kenyon Drake. If that's Kenyon Drake, if Kenyon Drake is the running back for the Cardinals, you're telling me he could be third overall. That's what, the Cardinals running back was this past season. Yeah. Number three, people are not as excited for Kenyon Drake as I think they should be. This offense is wow. surging. I am stoked. I am all in on Kenyon Drake. He's yeah. fun fact. He's going to be higher than most people would expect in my rankings. <laughs> yep. I did a quick way too early running back rankings and Kenyon Drake is higher than I would. Which expect. those episodes will be coming soon. We'll be doing a, uh, Way too early rankings coming up on on all the uh, the top positions, so that should be coming out soon. Uh, I would put. I, I was tempted to go with the Arizona Cardinals for the team to take a major step forward next season. Yeah, just because that one. offense as a whole is going to be so exciting to watch. So, yeah, yeah I agree, Andrew. That rounds out our award show. Thank you, Andrew, for the idea and the yeah. follow through. 
I don't agree with you, but gosh darn it, I do like Let's go you. Go Broncos. That's something you will not hear me saying very often. Thank you, everybody, for listening, uh, especially in the off season. We know you have so many other things you can listen to. It means the world to us that you listen to us in the off season. Please, if you can, subscribe. It makes a huge difference to us. We sincerely appreciate you. Hopefully, you appreciate us. We will catch you next time with way too early rankings for the 2020 season. Catch you on the flip side.